Welcome to Crohn's and Colitis Perspectives on ReachMD. This series is produced in collaboration with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, providing updates and driving innovation in IBD research, education, and clinical support. Patients with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease of the colon are at increased risk of colorectal cancer. Although this is a serious complication, it can be prevented with early screening and detection. Today, we'll be discussing this topic. Uh, welcome to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation Perspectives on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Anamesh Jain from the University of North Carolina, and joining me today is Dr. David Hudisman from New York University. Dr. Hudisman, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So to get started, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how high is the risk of colorectal cancer in patients with inflammatory bowel disease, and what's unique about cancer in these patients? Sure, and as you mentioned in the introduction, colorectal cancer is a major concern for our patients with inflammatory bowel disease. If you look at all-cause mortality in our patients with IBD, colorectal cancer is about 10 to 15 percent of that. Now, the incidence rate is higher if you have Crohn's or ulcerative colitis than the general population. However, the absolute rate has really decreased over time. So historically, we've been seeing higher rates, but I would say over the past 10 years, due to better screening tools, more effective medication to heal the mucosa, we've actually decreased that rate, but still a higher incidence, about two times higher than the general population. Now, as you mentioned, what causes uh, cancer in IBD is different than, let's say, you're 50 years old, you're having a screening colonoscopy, there's a sporadic adenoma. This is a completely different biology or pathogenesis, where this occurs when there's long-standing inflammation. And you might have these flatter lesions that have dysplasia, whether it's low-grade, and slowly progresses to high-grade or cancer. Okay. Uh, Thanks for explaining that. Uh, What are some of the unique risk factors for colon cancer in patients with inflammatory bowel disease? Sure. So as I mentioned, inflammation is a key factor. So based on that, how long you've had disease, how much of your colon is involved, so more inflammation, higher risk, a family history of colorectal cancer, not IBD, but colorectal cancer itself, and PSC or primary sclerosing cholangitis are the major risk factors. You'll hear mixed um, studies looking at pseudopolyps, which are these non precancerous polyps throughout the colon, I don't think that really increases the risk, but it might just be higher to find a true precancerous lesion. Great. Um, And now that we've talked a little bit about how common colorectal cancer is and the unique risk factors, which of our patients with inflammatory bowel disease should be getting screened? Sure. So screening for both ulcerative colitis and Crohn's colitis should should start when they have eight years of symptoms and they should be surveilled every one to two years. Now, to get into a little more detail, with ulcerative colitis, important factors are it has to be more than proctitis or more than just the rectum, and it's based on histology. And what I mean by that is if you do a colonoscopy, you know, you just see the rectum inflamed, but on biopsies you see histologic inflammation throughout, that's somebody that you should be screening. For Crohn's disease, you want at least a third of the colon involved, again, on histology. The other important factor, it's eight years from symptom onset, not necessarily from diagnosis. As we know, there's a, there could be a gap in time between symptom onset and actual diagnosis. So symptom onset, eight years, more than the rectum for UC, more than a third of the colon for Crohn's, and after that, you're surveilling these patients every one to two years. Got it. Thanks for explaining that, and those are great points. Um, so now that we talked about when to screen patients, can you explain what are the best ways or methods for screening these patients? Uh, and perhaps you could touch on the new uh, 
discussion around chromoendoscopy as well. Sure. So I think first off, again, since I spoke about in the earlier questions that the pathogenesis is different, the biology of these cancers are different, that using guaia cards or FIT testing or stool DNA DNA tests really aren't useful at all for our patients with Crohn's or ulcerative colitis. So you really need to do a colonoscopy, and you need to look carefully um, throughout. And really the most important thing, and I'll touch on high-definition scopes, chromoendoscopy, but the most important thing is that you want to take your time and look. In the past, there was this concept of, and still in some of the guidelines of random biopsies, when you're going through and taking four biopsies um, every 10 centimeters. But really, if you look at the data, at most, one in out of 500 of those random biopsies actually finds something. So the most important thing is to take your time to look. If you see something abnormal, to target that. And maybe biopsy for different areas just to get the histologic, um, whether there's histologic inflammation or not. Now, chromoendoscopy versus high-definition scopes. And I think most everybody has the newer high-definition scopes right now. I think the data is mixed. There's some data showing that chromoendoscopy, meaning using a dye through the scope, whether it's indigo carmine or methylene blue, um, shows higher rates of um, picking up lesions, dysplastic lesions. Other studies show that there is no difference between high-definition scopes and chromo. Again, I think the take-home point is that the most important thing is that you want to look carefully, and in your higher-risk patients, past dysplasia, PSC, family history, I think that's definitely where you should be considering chromoendoscopy, but it's also something you need to be comfortable with, well-trained at, and know how to pick up those subtle lesions. Okay. Got it. Again, really great points. Um, so to try to wrap up a little bit, could you tell us, uh, putting all of this information together, what are some of the things that we can do as practicing clinicians to prevent and lower the risk of cancer in our patients with inflammatory bowel disease? Right. So I think first is, the key point is that this is a major risk for our patient. It's higher than the general population, but it's something that just with our current medications, our screening and surveillance tactics, we've already de shown to decrease that rate. So number one is to recognize that, that it's important. The second thing is colorectal cancer and dysplasia. I always almost look at it as a different pathway than inflammation. So a lot of these patients are asymptomatic. So the most important thing is getting them in to see the GI doctor, making sure you're doing the colonoscopy even when they're feeling well. And then once we're seeing them, it's doing those colonoscopies every couple of years, assessing if there's inflammation, and treating to a target of trying to heal or decrease the inflammation in the colon. Great. Got it. Thank you so much. Well, I couldn't think of a better way to close this discussion. I think this has been a really excellent discussion. I'd like to thank Dr. Hudisman for joining us uh, today um, to discuss this link between colon cancer and inflammatory bowel disease. Uh, it was great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. The preceding episode was brought to you in collaboration with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. If you have missed any part of this discussion or to find others in the series, visit ReachMD.com slash foundation.